T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Oh, show. Here we go. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. Report is on your radio. Thank you so much, Perry Woods. My name is Tony Colombo in studio once again with producer Carl Middleman. Hello. And my partner Chris Arbs continues to practice proper social distancing in his below 50 feet of concrete and steel somewhere in the St. Louis metro area hidden in the Arps compound. Chris, what's up? What's up? When's Frank coming back? <laughs> <laughs> When Roger Brand stops taking vacation. <laughs> yeah, when's Frank coming back? No more Carl. Hi, Carl. How are you? Oh, hi, Chris. I'll, I'll just remember That's to hilarious. hit record next time we talk. So, um, so I have only been back in town for like 24 hours. And um, if you heard the promo, I, I mentioned it in this week's promo that... Um, I was in Disney World all week and was very unplugged from the news. So I have spent the last 24 hours or so trying to catch up on all of the news of the week. I normally have a notebook full of notes and stories and everything that has happened throughout the week. Every time we do this show, I have many more stories than we ever get to <laughs> this week i have very very few because well, i was gone everything in the first half of the week was all local everything in the last 48 hours nothing happened nationally in the last four until the last 48 hours nationally yeah so i don't know i don't probably know any of the local stuff and so um i will rely on chris and our guest a little bit later on mike ferguson from uh, missouri viewpoints and american viewpoints to uh, fill us in on all that. I do know some of the national stories because um, <laughs> my wife and I couldn't help but laugh when we saw the Nan- Nancy Pelosi headline. Uh, Chris, is that is the Nancy Pelosi story? Was that the biggest story of the week, at least nationally? Is that like the number one takeaway from this past week? Tony, I believe that's the biggest story of the week, showing Nancy Pelosi's sheer hypocrisy being uh, at a salon in uh, San Francisco, getting her hair done when no one else can, not wearing a mask. But the Democrats, of course, have conjured up this fake controversy that 
Donald Trump is encouraging voters in North Carolina to vote twice. Yes, I have that that's, story also. That, yeah, and that's the controversy of the week. That's what they're drumming up with anyone knows that he was joking. And what he meant was if you, uh, you know, if you receive a ballot in the mail and and uh, you go down to your your uh, your polling place and you can vote, then it was it was good. It it did it wasn't fraudulent. This is just a fake controversy and something uh, we can get into later, uh, Mr. Colombo. For sure. So we'll we'll take them one at a time. We usually start the show with what we call the week in review, where we look back at all the big stories of the week. So um, let's just dive in here with these with these stories. It's it's so let me let me. Uh, uh, put my own personal spin on the whole Nancy Pelosi Uh-oh. thing, <laughs> because just coming back from Disney World, we were there for my daughter's tenth birthday, and there was a lot of consternation in the Colombo family on whether or not we should travel right now for very mm-hmm. obvious reasons, especially to a place like Disney World that is so crowded. Although it wasn't, it's not crowded <laughs> at all. It is incredible <laughs> to see Disney. In the state that it's in, and I don't mean that necessarily in a negative it's way still at pristine. all. It's yeah, just empty. Because yeah, it's just incredible to see the uh, how few people are there because they are. I don't think they've ever announced the percentage that they're keeping it at, but I would guess it. At, I would guess at twenty percent. It'd be my guess. It looked about like twenty percent capacity to me. No lines, just walking straight on to rides. That's how um, it was when I was there in March. I was there right when COVID kicked off. I yeah, was there that that's Friday, right. That's and right. And then that Monday they shut the country down. Mm-hmm. And there was nobody at the park. Yeah, that's how this that's how this was. Mm-hmm. But but when you were there, it was still under the old rules when when <laughs> I was there just now, right. it was six feet apart. Temperature checks. Social distancing. And it's a full body temperature check. Masks. Like everything is strictly enforced. You cannot if you if you are standing in a line, which doesn't happen very often, um, you are I I felt like these things I felt like the little lines on the floor were ten feet apart, not six (laughs) feet apart. I mean you are you are so spaced out if you are standing in a line. There are there, there's hand sanitizer is everywhere. You can't. You were Nirvana get, though, Tony, with that, weren't oh, you? Oh yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't get on or get off a ride or or walk ten feet in, in front of every single building, in front of every single gift shop, ride, the entrances, exits. Just hand sanitizer machines everywhere, Nirvana. and yeah, and ma- and the mask rule. You have to wear a mask. Everywhere, there's nowhere that you can take your mask off. The only only two places you can take your mask off in Disney is when you are you. If you're gonna eat, you have to eat in a dining designated area, area. designated eating dining area, and you cannot move. You can sit in your you can sit at your oh, table, and you cannot take you cannot move food. You cannot move beverages. You have to stay right there. You can take your mask off while you're eating, but you can't move food or beverages anywhere. And you have to and you have to put your mask on as soon as you leave. And then the only other place you could take your mask off was the pool at the resort. You know, Tony, when have, you, usually when you describe a place like that, people are carrying around shanks. Well, I know. <laughs> I well, know. They but, also have uh, relaxation stations, one inside and outside of each park. And I just talked to my Disney insider, and this person said. 
Disney's not releasing the numbers of how many people are in the park. They won't say it's 20 or 25 percent. Yeah. And they I wonder why. And this is someone who works there yeah. and they won't they won't release the numbers. Yeah. That's why. Why, that's, why do you think? Why do you think that? Because they don't want to they don't want to have to say how many people are there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It covers their butt, actually. Yeah, I like I said, I've been there enough to kind of get a uh, make an educated guess, and I would say it's at about twenty percent. But it's, but I I don't mind any of this. Like <laughs> to order to to eat in the parks, which we only did twice. Um, we only had two meals actually in the parks. Mobile. Uh, you have to mobile. You have to order it ahead of time on your app. You can't just walk up and order food. And the reason for that is they are. They control how many people are in each restaurant, even the little fast food restaurants. They control how many people are in there, so you have to order mobily, so they can and block out or yeah, so you can block so that you block out or you know so they can block out uh, once a, a specific time window gets full. And when we went in and sat down, like normally, if you go into one of these restaurants at Disney, though every table <laughs> is stocked, is just packed full. You're just that's how it was. We went. You're like mm-hmm. eagle eye looking for a table here. Where's somewhere to sit? Where's somewhere to sit? Send your kid over there to go. <laughs> yeah. And this was when you got you, you, you were put in a you know, you were told where to sit. None of the tables in your immediate vicinity were being used. There was probably at least 30 feet between me, between our family, and anyone else eating at the tables inside the park. I mean, it was it. They they were over the top, but I but I but I appreciated this. Yeah. But, but Tony, I was going to ask: Does does all did all the social distancing? Did it take away from the Disney experience at all? No, not was for it me. Was it kind of inconvenient? Like, oh god, this long line and we're spaced. It's like there aren't any long lines. That's like, it. I just I wish things were just like it used to be. Where didn't you say that at all? So I, you know what? There is there there was a pro and con sort of, you know, you're weighing the pros and the cons because. Yeah, it does stink that you can't walk with your with a drink. You know, it does it does and it does stink that there's no big parade and it does stink that there's no fireworks. But to walk on we rode we rode the Little Mermaid ride and they asked us if we just wanted to stay on and go again. You wanna do that again? That is incredible yep. at Disney World. It would normally be Another hour. 45 minutes at least just to ride the ride once, and they said you could just stay on and keep riding if you wanted to. <laughs> My son got to do the Buzz Lightyear ride, which pew, is his pew, favorite. Pew, pew. We probably did that like 11 times in two days, and we just would get off, walk back on, get off, walk back on. Like Now, right. unless you were at Hollywood Studios, again. Hollywood Studios is the only park where there is a crowd. Yeah, because of the Star because Wars. Because of the Star Wars ride. But so anyway, so this I didn't mean to go so far off the, the beaten path. Is here. this the Annie Fry Pixie podcast? No, this is the <laughs> this is the this is the explanation of what normal Americans are doing to play by the rules and do our best. To try to combat coronavirus, staying We're alive, following the rules, <laughs> and they're a private company, and they're, this is this is all them. Well, and, the, gov- yeah, the, but the government's saying, not mandating but I'm them saying do me this. Me and my family, mm-hmm. we we went to Disney World. We knew all of these things that were in place. We knew that we were going to have to wear masks everywhere we went. We knew we had a, a three-year-old that was going to have to be wearing a mask everywhere he went, and, and you know, and that's tough in the Florida sun. And we knew that 
there weren't going to be fireworks and there weren't going to be a parade and we knew we couldn't walk around with food and we knew it was going to be weird, but we but we accepted all that and that's we, one of the reasons you wanted to go and we didn't combat we didn't you know we didn't get angry one time about following the rules because that's what good people do, especially you know it, you nobody we we knew Disney Disney said here's the rules we could have said we don't like those rules we're staying home, but we wanted to play by the rules. Nancy Pelosi <laughs> is better than every single one of us that were at Disney World this week because she thinks that she doesn't have to play by the rules. She thinks that she doesn't have to do the things that the that the city governments and the private businesses, the policies that they're putting in place to protect people, uh, the businesses that are being closed down. She's another one, and there's she's not the only one. There's we've, we've talked about uh, all kinds of of leaders and government officials that have been caught, you know, kind of breaking their own rules. But that's what I see after taking my family on a Disney vacation where we had to be diligent about following rules to protect ourselves against coronavirus. The f- one and only story that I saw. Literally, while I was at Disney World, <laughs> was how the Speaker of the House doesn't think that these rules apply to her. That's exactly that's 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 so like that's how I that's how I took in this story was following all these strict rules that I'm not used to, and reading a story about how the Speaker of the House seems to be above all of it. But did you have a good time? Well, we loved it. We had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> Would well, you go let's back? Get back on Disney Absolutely. Here for, let's get back on Disney here for a minute. So. Okay. Because the park is limited to 20% or so, we think, did they cut any of the prices on the concessions? Absolutely or was not. Stuff still sky high. Stuff is still sky high, except for anything that says 2020. <laughs> because they were closed. <laughs> Which they'd be doing that already. There was such a big part of 2020 that was closed. All 2020 merchandise is buy one, get one free, which <laughs> is. <laughs> Insane. This, Why it, would you want to remember twenty? Anytime there's a BOGO at Disney World, mm-hmm. I mean, I I was talking to some people in the gift shops there, and you know, one lady was like, "I've worked here for thirty three years. I've never seen a buy one get one free on anything <laughs> at Disney World." So, but no, other than that, you, uh, yeah, yeah, the prices were still what they were. But it was but, it was incredible to just walk. But on you can these walk rides. on the rides, so yeah. that's that's where you're getting your savings, yeah. not having to spend. Three hours waiting for Frozen Ever After. Right. No, exactly. No, I mean, we walked on, I mean, like big rides like Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. Did you ride Splash? Uh huh. These, yeah, Splash Mountain. These, these, these rides that usually take an hour to ride one time, we could just ride over and over again without ever having to stand in any kind of line. It was, it was crazy. But yeah, but like I said, I, family of five, young children, we're, diligently following the rules, social distancing, wearing masks, doing everything we can to protect ourselves and everyone around us. And the one story that I see in my news feed <laughs> while I'm gone is that the Speaker of the House gets a the salon to herself that's supposed to be closed and doesn't have to, and feels like she doesn't have to wear a mask while she's And the inside. crazy thing about it, Tony, just like a typical Democrat, she's not even taking responsibility for no, it. So, she says, yes, I take responsibility for being set up. Yeah. That's what I take responsibility for. <laughs> I, I heard for. that. I'm like, are you kidding me? I heard that. She Insane. said, I heard her statement that she said um, she was told that the salon was allowing appointments of one person at a time to come in and be alone in the building 
This is a salon that was supposed to be closed. Exactly. Closed. So if she was told. Somebody's that, getting fired. <laughs> if she was told like, oh, no, they are open and they're allowing one customer at a time. But you could also She see. should have known immediately. Well, wait a minute. That's not right because those businesses are supposed to be closed. You could it's also not supposed see to be. We're supposed to be open with one person going in. It was somebody in. on her staff that probably made them do it. wasn't. Of the, course. Bu- the buck stops with her, but. They're of course. Just, this, this is, let's, let's take care of the speaker. Of course. Somebody she said, I want to get my hair done at that, at that place. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. And they yep. made it now, happen. Now, I tell you one thing that is a little disingenuous. I'm all for the shop owner. You know, she's her life's been she ruined. She's on her Tucker. Business has been ruined. She's gotten 100000 in GoFundMe donations and all of that. But it's a little disingenuous when she says she didn't set up the speaker. It's like, well, how in the heck did the surveillance video get out then? <laughs> well, how, so you didn't set up the speaker. So like, fill me in on, on some of these. So, so fill me in on some of the details of has has Nancy Pelosi expanded on the setup, or has she just said I was set up? Has she expanded no, on that at no, all? No, and she what, just wants this to be a one day story. So she was talking about this on uh, on Thursday. But uh, she's saying that she was set up. She didn't know that uh, she couldn't get her hair done. And she feels that this salon owner set her up, which is complete. And what yeah. did the and what did the salon owner say? She was on Tucker Carlson the other night. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, has anybody explained how that how the video did get out or anything like that? I, I don't know yet. I know. And as Chris said, there is a GoFundMe account because her that. business is ruined. Yeah, because how it works, this this woman that does uh, Speaker Pelosi's hair, she's a, a a contractor. She doesn't work for the salon, and so the owner is claiming that she didn't know that Nancy Pelosi was even coming <laughs> to the salon. This is some private backroom deal that they worked out. Nobody knows could anything. Go in without a mask and get her hair done, and uh, no one would know. Well, then that's you know, her story. It may not have been the owner's the, fault. Or the or the person who did her hair, that is that truly set her up. It could have been the owner or another employee there that had access to that security but I, but footage. I take, but I want to take issue with your premise, Tony. I don't think anybody set Nancy Pelosi up. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I know. Well, you know, I'm I'm just saying. No, no, no. I agree. No, I was saying what about what you just said, Chris. That. Um, that she well, that the salon owner said what I said to you no said. listen listen you said the salon right. owner is being slightly disingenuous because the CCTV footage got out there but yeah. I'm saying that it might not have been her it might not have been the person that made the deal with Nancy that released the scene mm. it could have been the owner or another employee of the spa or who has access to things like that that went in and saw that this was saw that this had happened and said this is crap and put it out there that way it, it doesn't. No, it, I'm I'm not sure that it's necessarily the person that did Nancy's hair that was the one that released the CC. No, not course. her. I'm just saying it, it. It would seem to me that the salon owner who has control of the video and put it in and everything that she would be the one most likely to have released the video. Right. I would think. Just right. For my but she's not the one who set up the deal with Nancy, right? But she's. Skills. We don't think so. But the owner's not the one that set up the appointment. No, no. Yeah, no. so Nancy she could have office set up the appointment. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. All right, that is going to do it for this first segment. <laughs> of Boy, that the was that report. was intriguing. Nancy Pelosi's hairdresser and Disney. Disney, land. that's right. Disney uh-huh. World, that's right. And we've got plenty more to talk about. Are we doing Mike now or Mike ne- is next? All right, Mike Ferguson. 
from American Viewpoints is going to join us next on the Weekend Report. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo and Carl Middleman here Hello. in studio. And my partner, Chris Arps, is at the Arps Compound practicing proper social distancing. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, and thank you for joining us. Go ahead, Carl's Chris. Your mic wasn't on. Yeah, Carl's still with us. Yeah. Okay, great. Hi, Carl. <laughs> oh, oh, now you're nice to me. <laughs> when does Frank come back? <laughs> that is Frank. And then he's got my mic off. Can you believe that? I know, right? I wonder why. He's yeah. He's <laughs> he's flexing his power over yeah, you. Yeah, he is flexing. So That's as I mentioned in that first segment, I was uh, at Disney World most of the week, so I am catching up on the news of the week along with everyone else. We talked a lot in that first segment about the Nancy Pelosi situation. I want to talk about the uh, the president and him. You know, the Democrats saying that he's instructing voters to vote twice. I heard the clip. Um, it's well, well, we'll we'll definitely talk about that <laughs> here in a few minutes. But right now, joining us on the phone, as we mentioned in that last segment, the host of American Viewpoints, which you can hear every Sunday morning here on 97.1 FM Talk. Our friend Mike Ferguson is back on the Weekend Report. Mike, how are you? Hey, doing great, guys. How's it going? Doing, hey, Mike doing, Ferguson. Yeah, doing doing well. And I wanted to, Mike, while we had you on uh, the line, I wanted you to kind of get us caught up on some of the uh, more local stories here. Some of the national stories of the week I was able to kind of keep an eye on in Disney, but I was way unplugged <laughs> from Missouri and St. Louis politics. And I see this headline about um, – uh, how uh, the lawmakers in Jefferson City are attempting to pass a bill to uh, somehow restrict or uh, rein in. Yeah, Kim Gardner, can you uh, can you fill us in on the details of what they are trying to uh, get accomplished there in Jeff City? Yeah, the the Senate uh, kind of tweaked the that bill that the House had done the week earlier in the special session. So now it's got to go back to the House for them to approve what the Senate approved, and it's kind of causing, um, I'm going to use a big word so I sound smart, consternation among uh, a bunch of state reps uh, in the St. Louis area. Um, And it's not even just reining in Kimberly Gardner, it's just bypassing her. So, you know, some media in St. Louis and a lot of the Democratic um, activists are saying this bill targets Kimberly Gardner. And the people who, um, uh, you know, oppose Kimberly Kimberly Gardner say, yeah, yeah, that, that's what it's doing. It's targeting her. Um, I talked to Senator Tony Lutkemeyer last weekend, and he pointed out that uh, of the cases 
that she actually prosecutes in murder cases, she's got a uh, rolling conviction rate of 50 to 60 percent. So even if she chooses to go after a case, she's got one of the lowest conviction rates in the country when it comes to murder. So lawmakers are saying that um, the attorney general should be able to go in and prosecute cases um, if her office won't or if they think they're going to be a better fit. And, of course, Kimberly Gardner um, and some other Democratic reps are saying this is a personal, this is political, it's going after her because she's been uh, you know, kind of a thorn in the side to some Republicans. And Republicans are just saying that, listen, she's not getting the job done, and people uh, are getting uh, literally getting away with murder, so we have to allow the, the attorney general's office to come in in this one particular jurisdiction of St. Louis City. So that's really what's going on. Um, I, I think you're going to see some fireworks in the House, but the, the Senate, Republicans actually had to do that previous question tactic to get the bill through because the Democrats were trying to filibuster it, and they're angry because they – say it's a local control issue um a lot of lawyers across the board actually don't like this because uh it's you know what they call dual jurisdiction and um, there are some lawyers who say this is um not the precedent you want to set but you know at the same time a lot of bullets are flying and not a lot of bad guys are getting put in jail in st louis city chris i know you have a question for mike i want you to ask it but i also want to get your thoughts on this the, the idea of setting up this bypass around the circuit attorney do you is that something that you would support Look, I think it, there's no question that Kimberly Gardner is being targeted when it comes to this legislation in the special session. And I say she should be targeted. Mm. If you look at St. Louis, it's turning into the wild, wild west. I think she has, Mike said, a 15 percent uh, conviction rate. She has a 100 percent turnover rate uh, in the in the in the office during the last unrest that was in the city of St. Louis. Um, everyone that was arrested for looting or rioting or, or disturbing the peace or whatever the charges was, was released the next morning. Kimberly Gardner's inactiveness of carrying out justice is sending a message to the thugs and the looters and the rioters and the gangbangers and the criminals that it's free free reign on the citizens of St. Louis, mm -hmm. and especially since she is for this no bail movement, the criminals are saying that it's free reign and uh, and that she she needs to be reined in. I support this one thousand percent. Gotcha. Got a question for Mike? <clears throat> I do, Mike. And this I mean this is a question that I want to throw out for all of us, Carl included, uh, into this discussion. My article that I wrote for RedState.com last Friday had the headline, Where in the World is Kamala Harris? <laughs> if you remember, after the convention, she was uh, uh, trotted out there as the first historic, all of this. She was going to be everywhere. She brought excitement to the campaign. And then ever since the uprising in Portland, Kenosha, she has been basically silent. You hear they've got Joe out there now, but not her. What's the reasons that you guys think uh, that they're hiding her away? I have my own reasons, but mm -hmm. I want to get uh, your thoughts. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I, I think her, her record um, when it comes to her time as uh, the attorney general and before that a prosecutor doesn't fit with the narrative of the hard left that uh, they really want to bring in you know, the young, um, you know, the young voters who maybe support not only the Black Lives Matter movement, um, but a lot of the criminal justice reform elements that, frankly, can be bipartisan. But uh, Mike, she's Mike, got you're a record brilliant. of. Yeah. And, and I think <laughs> that's, that's what uh, I, I think that's what's happening. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's happening is, um, you know, some of the criminal justice reform 
questions actually should be asked. We should be talking about some of these things, um, but uh, just like Amy Klobuchar's record up in Minnesota that let Derek Chauvin off the hook when when he was uh, you know accused of wrongdoing, uh, there are people that, uh, that Kamala Harris um, you know locked up for for things like uh, you know just drug possession and things like that and. Speaking of bail, it wasn't all that long ago that she was fundraising to pay the bail of some uh, protesters and looters who were let out of jail and turned around and committed some more crimes. That was pretty recent, like this year. You think think that's why they're hiding her away? I mean, I watched the other night. It was disgusting. It was on Breitbart uh, video, and it was these protesters that were confronting police officers in Washington, D.C., and they were calling them all kind of vile names, trying to get them to, you know, attack them. And I think the DNC and the Biden campaign, the last thing they want is those people turning their ire and their vileness from the police onto their candidate, and that being the, the, the center news. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. And that, that's why I was a, a still a little surprised that Kamala Harris was the pick. I mean, I, I don't deny she is a political heavyweight. She's a very smart woman, um, but they don't need help with winning California, obviously. And I thought because, Chris, now you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I, I really thought that, um, you know, she would hurt them with the folks who make criminal justice reform one of their top issues. Well, and I think what they did, Tony, is they waited. They said um, her her problems with the criminal justice issue, or on the other hand, can can she drive out black women mm-hmm. and the African American vote to Barack Obama numbers so that we can defeat uh, Trump? I think they took the latter. I think that they I think that they had um, um, uh, put themselves in a position where they had to select a black female. For that spot, and they and they looked at it and thought that she was the of the of the group that they were looking at uh, black females that she was the most competent politician and could you know obviously in their mind help the campaign as much. But you know when they when you limit your search to you know to <laughs> that you, you limit your options. So I think that she was in you know she ended up getting the selection. Uh, because of that, I also think that part of the reason she's not on the campaign trail as much as we thought is that um, Joe's not. And Joe keeps saying, you know, he's in the basement because of science and <laughs> you, you can't um, you can't. Uh, you, yeah, you can't, you can't overstep. Send a mixed message. Yeah, you can't overstep the leader, you know, and, and say, well, he's in the basement because of science. But I can go out and, and I can answer questions and I can go around the country. So I think that uh, once again, the campaign has limited themselves and put themselves in a corner because they 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 take this stance on not traveling and you know staying in the basement so they can't get out and, and about because that they would be they would be breaking their own rules. Uh, Mike, I want to go back to Kim Gardner for one second and get your thoughts on this. I, I agree with both you and Chris that um, obviously uh, I agree that Kim Gardner is uh, a disaster. She is dangerous, extremely dangerous for the city of St. Louis, a place that I work every single day and have been working in every single day for 23 years. And the city is, it's, it, there are times when I am downtown and I'm, and I'm scared. It is, it, it, mm-hmm. I think it's a dangerous place. And I think Kimberly Gardner has added to that danger tremendously. However, she just had an election 
And the people once again right. voted for that. 20 points. And I am the libertarian in me, um, you know, is is very much you you do what the people say. I've said before, if you want to live in a city, the the, the whole defund the police um, movement happening right now. If there's a city somewhere that has an election and they and the people vote and they say, we want to live in a city with no police, then I say, let them live in a city with no police. If that's what I don't want the government coming in and saying, we're going to cut the police. And there's people in that in that area that that aren't for it. I don't want the government making the decision. But if the people are making the decision to put these people back in power and to put Kimberly Gardner back in that position, you kind of get what you voted for. So Tony, doesn't the government have an ultimate responsibility of public safety and you can make that argument to override Kim Gardner, even though the people elected her, but public safety is first and foremost the government's responsibility. And in this case, she's abdicated her responsibility. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. But again, she did all of that before this most recent election. And the nothing's that, changed. And the people that live here still put her back in that position. And if that's what they want, I mean, it's not what I want, not even close. <laughs> but you put these people, you you know, I, I, overturning the power, the will of the people is something that I that I don't that I don't uh, agree with very often. Mike, what do you think of that of of, of thoughts there? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's absolutely logical. I mean, to some degree, look, talking about the city of St. Louis, the the people of St. Louis are kind of getting what they deserve in some ways exactly. because you want to elect Kimberly Gardner with 60, 70 percent. But, you know, at the same time, we are literally talking about life and death situation. The city of St. Louis has been hollowing out for years, and it's because of of this kind of thing. I have said on the air multiple times, I personally believe Kimberly Gardner is the single most uh, corrupt public official (laughs) in the the state of Missouri, without a doubt. Um, So the way that this is being done, you know, if they start getting bad guys off the street, I am not going to complain about it. I do worry a little bit about the precedent that's being set in in having this done. Um, Had Kimberly Gardner said, hey, please send me help, Um, that's one thing. Um, And what's happened is legislature has just said, you're not doing the job, so we're going to do the job for you. Um, The end result is going to be better. Um, I do think like libertarian lawyers um, like uh, David Rowland, Jennifer Bukowski, people like that, um, are are brazen the questions that that uh, you're raising, Tony, and they're they're saying, wait a minute, um, this is the state taking over a local role. We we have you know a charter and a state constitution for this, so we're we're changing some of the rules. So it's really complicated, and I'm probably trying to dance my way around the question hmm. because I want the end result to be more people convicted, but I am yeah. concerned about um, the state stepping in and just saying we don't like the job you're doing, so we're going to come in and do it because that could be done anywhere else in the state. Um, and that's a concern, but I hate it. I listen. I hate it. I think I think that Kimberly Garden makes things that need to be done. Yeah, no, I I, I understand that feeling. Yeah, no, I I understand that. And I believe that Kimberly Gardner makes the city more dangerous and puts is costing lives of the citizens. It's making the it's putting the police in a very dangerous situation. It's getting police officers hurt and and maybe even killed. It's 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 horrible. But again, it she won an election. The people that live here put her there, and I would never want to see it flipped around the other way where there's a 
um, you know, where there is a, a, an area of a state that votes for, you know, police funding and, and you know, adding police officers in a, in a, in a Democratic uh, governor in that same state, you know, deciding that they want to overturn because they feel like, oh, the police are dangerous and that's going to create, you know, I, I feel like like what you said, Mike, you get what you deserve. You know, Tony, you, I could accept that in. argument more if we if that type of election wasn't being besi- decided with like thirty percent of the vote. Oh, so I know. it's not really I a agree. true reflection. I understand all of, of that, but it was of, more than twenty points, of, Chris. Of, I understand it wasn't, all that. It wasn't like I it was a close election. Forty percent of the election. Forty percent. Right. I mean, I, I I would I would take heart to that to that argument a little more. But I, I do have a question for for Ferguson. Yep. I want to. We don't, we only have a couple minutes left, so right. uh, uh, make this one quick. Mike, you're a big sports guy and everything, and you play baseball still. You're 40 years old, which I, which amazes me. I wouldn't be able to move if I was out <laughs> being as active as you are. But uh, we've seen some of the ratings with the NBA have been low in the playoffs. Um, I don't know what the baseball ratings are, but football players are uh, – foot- the NFL is planning on uh, putting uh, slogans in the, in the players' helmets and uh-huh. in the end zone. What's your thoughts on this? Are they killing the golden goose? Uh, what's the future of sports? Um, the future of sports, it looks like, especially with the NBA and the NFL, is um, sports are now activists and take it yeah. as a whole package or yeah. leave it as a whole package. Um, and I think that the rate, well, the ratings are just down horribly for that particular reason. Um, I have not seen the specifics on the baseball ratings. My understanding is they're down a little bit on TV. Um, uh, baseball has not dived in head first into all that they did something on opening weekend then they backed off uh baseball can still be um baseball can still be salvaged if they stay away from being activists they want to tread the line between allowing players to make statements and the whole league going all in um the nfl and the nba are just continually shooting themselves in the foot i gave up on the nfl years ago and i stopped watching the nba a long time ago just because i'm not in the market Uh, where they are so it's not like i boycotted them i wasn't watching them just because i lost interest in the nba decades ago Um, but yeah the nfl is is an activist group now they are a politically active social justice warrior activist group period that is mike ferguson you can hear american viewpoints every sunday morning at 5 a.m here on 97.1 fm talk also mike you're hosting uh the mark cox morning show on monday am i correct that is correct. I'm filling in for Mark Cox that morning, and I'm doing the uh, late night show on KMOX that evening. Nice, very wow. good. He, Mike Ferguson going to be Mike. everywhere. Um, besides tuning in any radio station anywhere in the state and hearing your voice, um, how else can people follow you and and all the stories that you're covering? Yeah, probably the the best way are on social media at AVP Radio Show on Twitter uh, on Parlor. I'm I'm giving that a swing. Just look me up all at right. Mike Ferguson. And, of course, you can find American Viewpoints on Facebook as well. Very good. Mike Ferguson, thanks for your time, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, guys. All right. Got to take a quick break. More Weekend Report coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Thanks again to our buddy Mike Ferguson for spending a long segment with us there. Um, uh, this is the last segment of the first hour of the show, but coming up, we're going to talk to uh, Kevin McKinney about an event coming up. He's the uh, executive director of the St. Louis Association of Community Organizers. Also, the Taysen Ferguson is right around the corner. We're going to talk to Linda Lipka, one of the organizers of that event. And we, in the next segment, to start out the next hour, the return of Skip Weber and the return of the Weird News Challenge. Woo. So a very busy second hour coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, got just a few minutes left here in this first hour. Wanted to talk to you, Chris, about the other big uh, story that I saw when I was at Disney World this past week. Um, the other uh, big national news was this idea that the president has instructed people to vote twice. What do you think about uh, what the president said? Um, it seemed like it was kind of in a joking manner. I heard the quote. Um, but, of course, you know, people are going to say what they say. And, he, you know, the president is telling his his supporters to vote twice. What did you think about what the president said and the, um, the validity behind that accusation? Tony, I think the president, in a very clumsy way, was trying to highlight the pitfalls of universal mail-in balloting. And that is the scheme the Democrats are trying to foist on the nation where your local election board sends out a ballot to every single person on the roll. And as we know, uh, election rolls are very inaccurate. People move, people die. And this is just ripe for fraud, just sending out ballots to everyone without them being requested. I think he said it clumsily. Of course, the president is not encouraging people to break the law. But, of course, we have the lamestream media that looks for every opportunity there is to try to nitpick and try to bring him down. So I think it's a lot about nothing, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just one and another attack against the president. You know what? It For, it, for me, it, it and maybe this was, to your point, maybe this was what he was trying to express and just did it in kind of a uh, a dumb way. But it, <laughs> but it, it highlights, again, how easy— corruption can be with mail-in voting in this fashion if so the 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 left and the liberal media that is wanting this to be a thing once you know universal mail-in voting all the president did was illustrate how simple it is to take advantage of that system and how corrupt it could potentially be. I've said all along, I don't think mail-in voting is a partisan issue. I don't think it, I mean, historically, the left has benefited from things like this and has tried to take advantage of things like mail-in voting. But I don't put it past the right or Republicans to do the same and try to to try to win elections. I see the opportunity for corruption on all sides. I don't understand why why mail-in voting is such a partisan issue. I don't like it because I don't like the opportunity it affords either side for corruption. So 
for me, I'm against it on all levels. Uh, your thoughts? It's a par- it's a partisan issue, Tony, because this is a way for the Democrats to cheat. The Democrats are already trying to set the stage that Donald Trump is probably going to be the winner on election light election night in a large landslide. But what they're saying is just wait until all of the absentee ballots come in, and that's going to shrink the president's uh, lead dramatically. So I think that's the part that makes it uh, partisan. And also, it shows the disingenuous of the Democrats when they try to conflate universal mail-in balloting with absentee mail-in balloting. Yeah, yeah. They are not the same. An absentee ballot is where the voter takes the initiative to request a ballot. And exactly, that, and there's a lot it's of so safeguards different. that are in place with that to. Uh, it's so different. Uh, so there's no fraud. Absentee valid, uh, absentee voting is so different than universal yeah. mail-in voting. They, but they you never know that from the media. You're though. right. You're right. But you can't. You you honestly, if you understand the process, there is no comparison to the two things. And again, uh, right or wrong, whether he should have said it or shouldn't have said it, to me, the president just pointed out. How, uh, how easy it is to take advantage of and corrupt the system if we do have universal mail-in voting. So that's uh, good spin, Tony. You have you have a future in the uh, in well, the political I don't like it. There, I don't like that's it. I just spin. think it's uh, I think it's corrupt. Anyway, we got to take a quick break. Wrap up, wrap up this first hour. Skip Weber joins us to kick off hour number two of the weekend report. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. That is right, Perry Woods. In fact, it's hour number two of the Weekend Report on your radio. Thank you so much for joining us. If you missed anything in that first hour, don't forget you can download our podcast. You can download the Weekend Report podcast just about anywhere you download podcasts. But I would recommend the Radio.com app because it's one-stop shopping for everything here at the radio station. You download the app, you favorite 97.1 FM talk, then you can stream the station 24-7 no matter where you're at you could rewind live radio for up to 24 hours and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station and all of it is free so if you missed us uh discussing some of the news of the week which we'll dive back into some of those stories here a little bit later on as well and uh also our talk with mike ferguson in that first hour make sure that you download the podcast right now for the first time in a long time it's time for this If you lose me, you lose, you lose every day. Yes, that song means one thing. Yeah. And it means the return of Skip Weber to the Week of Report. Skip, what's going on, buddy? 
I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to hear that, to hear that music. Ah, oh, to hear the great. song, not not to but, be on the show. Yes, exactly. Well, exactly. All, because the music means I'm on the show is why. But but it's still not quite as thrilling as I would like to be if I was listening to it in person. I know, uh-huh. I know. And and with the return of Skip is also the return of the Weird News Challenge. It's been weeks since we have played the Weird News Challenge. In fact, I wrote this game <laughs> like, I don't know, six weeks ago or whatever, so I could probably honestly play the game at the same time because I don't remember the questions and oh, answers wow. either. But it's an evergreen type of game, so it doesn't matter. It's not old news or anything like that. I'll explain that in a, in a moment. We'll get into the Weird News Challenge in a few minutes. But first, uh wanted to catch up with Skip a little bit since it has been a while since we've had you on the show, Skip. One of the things that we were talking about in that last hour um, was the the not only the new world you know, with coronavirus, but the new world of sports right now and the influence of politics in sports, you have always been a big supporter of local sports. Uh, you know, Cardinal tickets, uh, PSL at the Rams, all of that stuff. Um, what do you think of, of the state of sports right now as far as the level of politics involved? Do you think it's a good thing, or do you think that sports should be kept uh, pure and, and let's keep that message off the field and, and focus on the game? I think it's a horrible thing. Yeah. It's really, really bad to bring politics in. And it, and I'm not saying it, I'm not trying to say what the people are saying is good or bad or anything. It doesn't sure, matter to sure. me. Sure. Yes. It doesn't. It, sports is supposed to be a release from the real world. You watch sports to to no nobody sits there and, and watches sports as their job. I guess I guess the Frank Cusimanos of the world do, but you know what I'm saying. We right. use sports as the release. Exactly. Even even when your team loses a game or stinks, it's still the release. You're rooting for somebody that to play a game that you like that you're not playing yourself. So I just got back we just got back from a little quick Disney World trip and and I've been, and we, you know, I took a vacation earlier this summer for a few days, went down to the lake and have t- said this over and over. It's it's important if you do have some time off, you don't even have to go anywhere. But if you could if just take a couple of days off from the world and unplug and don't look yeah. at the news and don't Tony, look at social you, media. And it's so good for your soul. And that's what sports lake, was. That's what sports yeah, was supposed at, to be. If you were at the lake or if you were... If you were at Disney World and everywhere you looked, there was there was Biden 2020 or yeah. Trump 2020 signs. Yeah. Would you like that? Would no. you consider that a vacation? I would no. hate it. That's that's exactly my yep. point. Yep. It's the same thing with sports. Get it out. Look, I'm not telling athletes to not have a stance. Absolutely not. They right. All, they all have platforms. They all talk to reporters. They all, you know, they can make – they can get together with an athlete's commercial. They all have massive deal. social media yes. followings where they can yes. reach millions of people. Dude. They can go to a, they can speak at events. They can go to rallies and events. I don't want to take that away. They've they've earned that yeah. platform. Yeah, there I don't want to take that away from as much as anybody else. Exactly, but it exactly. shouldn't be on the field. They shouldn't have anything on the jerseys. They shouldn't have anything. Uh, they need to to follow the rules of whatever it is for national anthems or not. And, and, you know, once again, it, I don't get, I don't get 
crazy and nutty about it happening. I don't like it. To, I, you know, it's the same thing, Tony. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear Ted Nugent or right. Bono or Bruce Springsteen right. proselytizing about their candidates or the government between songs either. Chris, and where I do you where do you weigh in people, on this? I pick three people that have three different opinions. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to hear any of them. Right. Chris, what are your no, thoughts? I've, no, I've long said that. I mean, you know, Skip, you're an employer, and I think you'd have a real problem if uh, your employees were like picketing on your on the clock on your property. <laughs> so right. that's the kind of how I view uh, but, these but these Chris, NFL players when they're when they're picketing on the clock. I think that, at the I stadium. Think they, I think people picketing my store is more legitimate because people are not coming to my store for a release. Yeah, and I don't want it. I don't want it at my store. You're absolutely right, but that's a more legitimate. Pro- if my employees were speaking out, that's not as bad as athletes and entertainers speaking out because we use athletes and entertainers as a release. Yeah, people use my company speaking out on the field. They can speak out on the one, but they're at their yeah. jobs. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. at their jobs yeah. when yeah. they exactly. are speaking out. And exactly, I've, I know that you wouldn't necessarily accept that at, at, at your employee at so, your place so does it is right. uh, is it go, are people going to start turning off the tv do you think it's going to hurt ratings I, I don't i think that 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 what you said is a false statement because that implies that they haven't already started ah very good i think it's happening right and left right now well another thing that's I, happening I really right now is the return of the weird <laughs> news challenge there you go. Finally, the Good one, totally return great. of the Weird News Challenge. This is episode nice 88. Thank you very much. These are all 2020 trivia questions. Trivia questions well, like about 10 years ago. this <laughs> year. About this year. 2020 trivia questions. A look back at this crazy year. These Ooh. are going to be... I think a little easier than you realize. So buzzer speed may come into play here. What do we have? Which, which means that those of us on the phone are screwed. <laughs> which yeah. is two of the three of you. Yay. So, yeah. yeah, Carl Carl maybe has a slight advantage. Ty will go to the phone, by the way. Yep. Um, so these are uh, all questions that, are, that deal with uh, this year, this crazy year that we have been in. And there are five questions. There are no. Yeah, five questions, and there are no multiple point questions. And then we'll have the tiebreaker if we need it at the end. And then, of course, at the very, very end, the QMD, the question of mass destruction, which would guarantee an automatic win, could steal the game from whoever may have won it at that point. Uh, let's test the buzzers before we play. Got to see if they're still working after all this time. Chris Arps. Skip Weber. Ding, 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 ding. Carl Middleman. Carl. All right, very good. Here we go. Weekend Report Weird News Challenge 2020 Trivia. A look back at this <laughs> crazy year. This is episode 88, question number one. February 2nd was Super Bowl Sunday. Who won that Carl. game? Carl. Carl? The Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs is correct. I literally couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's like, what I'm wow. talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, and, it, and they played the San Francisco Chris 49ers. The Super Bowl seemed like it took place about three years yeah. ago. Yep. I know. Compared with everything that's going on. I know, right? Yeah, no, quit, no kidding. No kidding. <clears throat> uh, question number two. Being the only NFL team in Missouri anymore, I hoped someone would remember the Chiefs. But do you remember who they beat? Carl. And the, <laughs> skip. 
San Francisco 49ers. That is correct. <laughs> did you remember that before I said it 10 seconds ago? Yes, yes, I did. Because that's what they said. If it's San Francisco so would have won, it would have been a super spreader and COVID would have been all over San Francisco. Really? <clears throat> but they didn't. All right. Question number three. Weird News Challenge 2020 Trivia. A new term has been all over the headlines in 2020. A name used to describe a woman considered selfish. Skip Weber. Karen. That is correct. (laughs) That is correct. A woman. uh, A Karen. Yeah, a woman considered selfish and entitled. What is that name? Karen. Which I hate, by the way. Go ahead, Skip. Yeah, can I just weigh in? I cannot stand that term. I agree. I, I, I have agree known completely. several Karens. I have known several Karens in my life, and I would not say a word against any of them. Amen. They are, a- yeah. Amen. I, I, it's you have one person named Karen that is besmirching and, every, everybody, and it's a terrible way to come up with a name for that. And and it's like now everybody's looking to like. They've got. They're trying to tape every interaction they have <laughs> with every yeah. female to try to see if they can catch the yes. next Karen. Mo- it's a, just out of control. It's so here's, you're leaving here's one a, character. Here's a lady that. What, you good. mean that they're white women? They're white women. You're leaving one <laughs> I looked up it's the. Not de- just women. I, it's white women. I honestly, I honestly looked up the definition <laughs> of of Karen. And it said a woman. Considered to be selfish and entitled. There aren't a lot of yeah. black Karens. No, I agree. Correct. I agree. No, I'm just saying that's what but, it, I had never. I had never looked up the actual definition of Karen. Which, but here's 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 an example. You have a a, a nice lady that's timid as can be, you know, church going or whatever, donates to things, works hard at her job, and one time gets you know the, a bad bad meal at a restaurant asks to see the manager boom karen right exactly, <laughs> exactly. i mean that happens right yeah. and left yeah 10 people are, you know. are pulling out their phones and taping it and yeah. trying to pr- exactly. provoke them all right here we trying go question viral star here we go question yeah. number four weird news challenge 2020 trivia the 2020 nathan's famous hot dog eating contest was once again won by joey chestnut how many hot dogs did he eat Carl. Oh, Carl. we did this. Yes, we did. We did last year's. 75. That is correct. That oh, is correct. Man. And that's because I remember it was 72 last time. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. my. I probably just gave you the uh, next question, <laughs> ah, Skip. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. All right, this is the last question. <laughs> right now, Carl and Skip are tied with two points each. Chris is just waiting for the uh, Q&D at this point. <laughs> Chris, is, Chris However, is there to play us. A- play spoiler and make yeah, it a tiebreaker. Yeah. However, yeah, however, if Carl or Skip can get this, they will uh they mm. will have the game won at least temporarily and not have to go to the tiebreaker. So here we go. And Chris, you can force the tiebreaker if you get this. Ooh, Last yeah. question. Question number five. Thanks to twenty twenty, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Carl. Carl. Dr. Anthony Fauci. That is correct. Now we know who he is. The, the director of the National yes. Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases is now a celebrity. What is that person's name? And it is Dr. Anthony Fauci. Carl has at least temporarily won this edition of the Weird News Challenge. Had we have needed the tiebreaker, the question was, on what date did the World Health Organization declare the coronavirus a pandemic? It would have been closest guess wins. What date in 2020 did the WHO declare the coronavirus a pandemic? Anybody want to take a shot at it? March 4th. March 19th. 
Scale. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say March 12th. March 11th. Skip wow. would have gotten ah. Skip would have gotten the tiebreaker if we have need, would have needed it. All right, here we go. <laughs> we were still doing stuff QMB, that week, though. <laughs> the only way to defeat Carl, and I think this one is very gettable. Then it's not a QMD. Exactly, but it's the it's a comeback <laughs> to the game, and I was trying to to make it easy on everybody. So I think this is very gettable. Automatic win to steal the game from Carl. Carl, of course, you can still buzz in mm-hmm. as well. Bob Behnken was one of two American astronauts that made history this year when they became the first men launched into space. Yes. Hazelwood? No. Carl. Carl. St. Anne. How did you know it was going to be the city? Because I could have went anywhere with that. Yeah, but he didn't know. He didn't before. You asked that question before. I answered that question as a regular question. I forgot which city it was. On this game? St. Anne. We haven't played yeah. this game in weeks. Yeah. You've asked no, that question. You, you this year, when happened. they began the first men launched into space Did by I get a private company, win? the other astronaut was Doug back. Hurley. What local city is Bob yeah. Bacon from, St. Anne? No, you asked that, you asked that back yeah. when it happened. I got that. Yeah. I, I was sitting in my truck on, uh, on the <laughs> phone doing it, and I answered you, it then. You did answer that one, Tony. You've asked that yeah. question before. No, oh, doesn't matter. You got another one somewhere? Let's 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 rewind the tape. I will you check the questions. One. I don't think that was yeah. ever asked before. No, yes, I was. definitely was. I remember. I know we talked about it. All right, you no, know what? No, I have all the. It was a question. I, I have all the questions. I have every single yeah. game, so I will go back and look. But regardless, did I double win? Regardless, Carl Middleman has won. Carl Middleman has won. Right. I also didn't get to the end of it. I could have went anywhere. That's with that true. Question. You could have said, uh, if, "Is he married? Who is he married to? Yeah. A fellow astronaut. She's going up next. Could have been I what high Carl school? Megan. 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 Megan is her name. Could have been uh-huh. what high school did he attend? Does anybody know? There you go. See, so yeah, I only went off of Chris. Yeah. We talked about it, Tony. I guarantee you. I know we it. talked about I it. I don't, I don't think you it was did a question. Ask that question. No, we we uh yeah we we did the question. I got yeah, it right. I'll go back then. and I'll go back and check it. I will go back and check. I'm 100 percent sure. Skip, before yeah. we let you go, what is happening at Weber Chevrolet? Well, um, we didn't get a chance to talk about all all the great deals and how it's just such a weird time in a good way because usually. Let's say this was 2018. We would be looking at 2019s coming in, and we would be saying the 2018s are these thousands and thousands of dollars off, but there are hardly any left, so you better hurry. So fast forward to now, so it's 2020. You'd think we'd be looking at 2021s coming in, which they are, but and we would be saying we have 2020s, which are have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars off, which we do. But we have plenty of them because we're still receiving them too, because of the the coronavirus shutdown at all the at all the factories. We are still receiving 2020s uh, all the way through August and into now. We're starting to get more and more 21s. There's a few brands like Tahoe's, like Colorados, that are all 2021s, but and you know Trailblazers. But those already have big discounts. Normally, you don't see the 20 wouldn't see 2021 discounts even start till November. You know, our Black Friday sales are usually the first times you see big discounts, big rebates on the new model year. They're already started on 21s, but we still and we we have these giant closeout style, sell down style pricing with incentives and discounts on 20s, but we still have really decent inventory on them. And what I mean by that is not that it's everything's on our lot because our lot still looks sparse because we're selling as much as we get in. But we, if you come in and you say, I want this kind of truck, 
And I said, well, we got that. Oh, no, I don't really like white. I was on it in red. Hey, guess what? We have getting here in three days in red, and we'll sell that truck then like that. It's a very weird time, mm. but in a good way and really in an advantageous way for people who like to take advantage and, of those closeout time of year. And, Skip, you know, I always like to brag about the service department and uh, my uh, my buddy Sean Chambliss there at the uh, Creve Core store. Good man. Right before yeah. we left for um, Disney World and we were driving – our traverse for this trip because we were this was kind of a bonus trip that was seats. not supposed to happen and right. we would normally rent a car but we were trying to save money everywhere we could so we don't normally drive our own vehicle but we were going to dro- we drove her traverse and it started acting up 2 days before we were supposed <laughs> to leave and I called Sean I got it up there uh the part that needed to be replaced was not there it had to be ordered and he got it all done in a crazy short amount of time and saved us from panicking about uh, what are we going to do for t- to get to Disney World with this vehicle. So uh, once again, the Weber Service Department came through with flying colors, and I, I just awesome. always think that that is uh, uh, something that uh, Weber Chevrolet really does better than anyone else out there. I wish I'd have known you were driving and going. We may have maybe hooked up in uh, Tennessee. I was I oh, spent, uh, yeah. Five days decompressing in the Smoky Mountains in one of the most beautiful areas of the whole country that people don't really realize is there. Yeah. And so close. I mean, uh, a lot of people like the Rockies. A lot of people like Grand Canyon. I just love the Smoky Mountain uh, National Park. We passed in and out of there. Uh, Tennessee, obviously. uh, Five degree grade. That's pretty funny. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Uh, and, of course, the Saturday Evening Rock Show is tonight and every Saturday night here on 97.1 FM Talk with Skip Weber. Check out that community on the Saturday Evening Rock give us Show a hint. Facebook page. You want to give the hint for tonight's show? I do not. All right. I like it. I, Carl always asks for the hint, and Skip I always know. says no, and I really appreciate that. Yes. Skip Weber, thanks so much for your time, sir. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Have you a bet. good one. All right. Got to take a break. And when we get back, we'll do more Weekend Report. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. That's that slow jam, Chris. Never heard that uh, before. That yeah, is. you have. I've heard the song, but I've never heard that. That was part a, of the song. that was uh, this was our wedding song, and Perry played it live at the <gasps> wedding. Isn't that nice? And of course, That's the special. music of Perry Woods, the Perry Woods Experience. Is the soundtrack of the Weekend Report. Play Perry's music here every week, and we encourage you to download his music anywhere you download music Amazon, iTunes, all those places. And if you're not going to download Perry's music, at least download some local musicians' music. And what, Chris, always? Always, always, always support local music Sp- and spay and new to your pets. <laughs> no, not the spay and new to your pets oh, part, I, but always spay support- and new to your, mu- your musicians. <laughs> no, not that either. 
support <laughs> right, local that. music. <laughs> support local music every chance you get, especially in a year like this where all those gig workers have been hit so Ugh. very, very hard. Don't stay new to your musicians. No, don't do that. Welcome back to The Weekend Report. Tony Colombo and Chris Arps uh, here with you. Carl Middleman, our Hello. producer in studio as well. And joining us now, as I mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, um, uh, our friend Keith Antone. I was talking with America's favorite liberal, Keith Antone, um, earlier this week, and uh, he was telling me about Kevin McKinney, who we are about to talk to, and this event that is coming up. And any friend of Keith Antone's is a friend of The Weekend Report, so I wanted to uh, get Kevin on the show. Kevin McKinney is the executive director of the St. Louis Association of Community Organizers, and uh, there's an event coming up that uh, we're going to tell you all about. Kevin, thanks for your time today, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to tell people a little bit about the uh, St. Louis Association of Community Organizations, SLACO. Yeah, very good. And you have an uh, you have a, a a virtual conference coming up. That's the that's the way we do things in 2020. Everything is is virtual, and you guys have a big event coming up. So, uh, tell us a little bit about your organization and tell us about the event. Yeah, this is our uh, 24th annual regional neighborhoods conference. Normally, we do this uh, in person, but because of the COVID 19, obviously, we're going to be doing it virtually. And our sponsors and our board of directors say, well, let's do this thing uh, virtually. So we're going to give it a shot. Uh, you can go to Eventbrite uh, to sign up. And we're going to do this thing over four days. Normally, it's a one-day deal. We're going to start it uh, September 12th. And it'll be free to everybody to start the September 12th event. Free to everybody. You can get on Zoom, uh, Facebook Live, and uh, check out the free portion. And then we will have the 26th of September, the 30th of September, and the 3rd of October. Those three days, it'll cost you 20 bucks to uh, be a part of the event uh, via those social media outlets. Uh, we have a presenting sponsor of Invest STL, a platinum sponsor of Commerce Bank, our silver sponsors, Enterprise Bank and Trust, Midwest Bank Center, and St. Louis Equity Fund. And we're so glad that those sponsors decided to stay with us during this virtual event. We have over 33 different professionals that will be breaking out and giving people information on how they can better their communities, better their neighborhoods, and it's an opportunity to learn. Also an opportunity for you to ask questions and express opinions. And we've been doing this thing, as I said before, for 23 years. This will be our 24th year, so we're very excited about it. We're looking forward to it. I'll give you just an idea. Uh, we're going to have a closing panel, which will be October 3rd. We're going to have Wilford Pinkney, Jr., who's the Director of Office and Children and Youth and Families, City of St. Louis. And we're going to have Dr. Frederick Eccles, the, the Director of the St. Louis Public Health. They're going to be talking about cure violence. Uh, we're also going to have uh, people uh, that this is a great organization called the St. Louis Story Stitchers Artist Collective. They're going to be talking and discussing how art and the youth, how art and youth work to try to prevent violence. And uh, that's a great organization. That'll be October the 3rd as well. Uh, and so we're looking forward to having these 30, 
33 different people talk about their particular interests and how uh, we can deal with the theme of our conference, which is living two pandemics, COVID-19 and racism. Uh, So we're going to have some professionals that are going to be talking about how you deal with COVID-19 and what we need to do to uh, get this racism uh, out of what's affecting America right now. You know, uh, cops killing people, not being held responsible, people killing people, not being held responsible, uh, people disregarding uh, what COVID is all about. Um, So so we're going to be discussing all those things, and, and we ask, everybody to go to Eventbrite and uh, sign on and, and get your registration and, and join up with us and, and let's continue to have a little communication and talk about what's going on. Communication is definitely the key. I cannot argue with you there at all. We're talking to Kevin McKinney, the executive director of the St. Louis Association of Community Organizations. And uh, before we let you go, Kevin, I think Chris has a question. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, yes. Kevin, you know, any long-term resident of St. Louis knows there's a Del Mar divide. It's kind of a racial divide. There's also a divide politically between conservative and and liberal. We see all the violence that's happening around the country, the, the unrest. We see the division. What are some steps that, uh, that this is primarily a conservative radio station. What are some steps that conservatives can do to help bridge the divide and help heal our country? i tell you one of the biggest things, uh, and we're going to be talking about that at September 30th at our 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock session. It's called A Different Way, Neighborhoods United for Change. That's a program that we instituted uh, right after Mike Brown got murdered. Uh, We put this together because Slaco is kind of the, Switzerland, if you will, of St. Louis. People can come together and talk about different things. So we were able to bring north side neighborhoods, and this goes into your Del Mar divide, north side neighborhoods and south side neighborhoods. We brought them together on tours of each neighborhood. We brought about 20 people from each neighborhood. They broke bread together for breakfast. We had a a facilitator that came in and talked about things, and they were able to then go and tour each other's neighborhood visit each other to find out that what Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 5, when they talk about, uh, you know, uh, crime, it's always north of Del Mar. But actually, you know, there's some good people that live north of Del Mar, and the people south of Del Mar got a chance to see that. And and so we've been doing that for like three years now, and that's a great opportunity for people to break down some barriers with yeah. the program Neighborhoods United for Change. It's been excellent. Kevin, I will say that that what we need is more open lines of communication and more people instead of, you know, uh, uh, going to the, the their sides and not wanting to talk to each other and making assumptions about the other side and you know, that's that's what has gotten us where we're at. So uh, any opportunity to open those lines of communication, I think, is, is a definite good thing. Uh, before we let you go, Kevin, one more time, tell people how they can get information uh, about the conference and uh, join in if they'd like. Yes, uh, the 24th Annual Regional, Slaco's Regional Neighborhoods Conference, presenting sponsor, Invest STL, Platinum Sponsor, Commerce Bank, Silver Sponsor, Enterprise Bank and Trust, Midwest Bank, and the Equity Fund. Uh, how you can find out about it, first and best place to go is www.slaco-mo.org. 
or you can go to Eventbrite and order your registrations. You can order them online at our website, or you can go to Eventbrite and order up as well. Uh, this is going to be a four-day event. It's going to start uh, September the 12th. That'll be free. That'll go from about 9 to 10.15. That'll be free to the public over Zoom and Facebook Live. And then September 26th, September 30th, October 3rd, those days, it'll run from about 9 to about 2. You pay 25 bucks. You get to come on and be a part of the Zoom event, hear all these different breakout sessions, be a part of that, uh, and then see the closing panel, which will be the Cure Violence, which we think is very important here in St. Louis. So there's a great opportunity for people to uh, get involved and uh, we appreciate the opportunity to be with you on your radio station and thanks a lot you bet kevin mckinney thank thank you you so much for your time and uh, good luck on a great event thank you you bet all right we got to take another quick break and when we get back and to tell you uh about something that i'm going to be participating in next week the taste in ferguson is back and we're going to talk to linda lipka when we get back to the weekend report on 97.1 fm talk Does this just for us? Yeah. Nobody else can see him, and he's putting on this show. <laughs> and he almost missed it. Chris Arbuckle could only be seen by Carl and I on on Skype. When this song comes on, still pretends like he's not listening. Oh, I'm looking at my phone. Not paying attention. And some wow! emails. Hits that big note there. I hit uh, it no. though, didn't I? Yeah, no, well, you did because it. of the delay. It's a nah. it's a uh, it's an audience of two, but uh, <laughs> you never you never uh, you never disappoint. And now a hundred thousand well, people mean, have just known that you're faking it. Well, I got to keep in practice, so when we do ever get back in the All studio right, together, I, uh-huh. I can you know I'm still in practice. I understand. Welcome back to the weekend report here on 97.1 FM. It's how Talk. serious I take this show, Tony. I me too. Tony uh-huh. Colombo here in studio with producer Carl Middleman. Hello. And like we said, Chris Arps is. Continuing <laughs> to practice proper social distancing at the ARPS compound and joins us on uh, through the marvel of modern technology. And as I mentioned, joining us now on the line is our friend Linda Lipka from the Taste in Ferguson. This event is uh, happening again, which I am thrilled to tell everybody because, you know, in this crazy year of coronavirus, so many even long-standing great events have been either postponed or canceled, but not the case with the Taste in Ferguson. It's going to be a little different this year, but uh, it's going to be happening, and I'm going to be out there. I can't wait. And Linda Lipko, one of the organizers of The Taste, joins us now on the phone. Linda, great to talk with you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Good, good. So, yeah, so tell people, you know, you've been on the show the last few years talking about this event that we have been um, uh, honored to be a part of and I have looked forward to each and every year. And, you know, it's it's 2020 and everybody's rolling with the punches and trying to do what they can to keep you know these uh, these great events alive. So the taste 
had to make some changes, but it's happening. So fill us in on the details of this year's Taste in Ferguson. Absolutely. So basically, you know, we've been in, we've been doing this for the last eight years. This is our eighth year and we've grown this event so much and we've worked really, really hard to get it in the minds of our guests and keep it in their, in their thought processes over the years. And so we wanted to make sure we didn't lose that momentum. So when we sat down and started thinking about this, we recreated it. And what we've done is we have now created a drive-through tasting event. So what that means is we have restaurants that are participating, and you'll drive through the Savoy parking lot, which is the location we've had it at for the last seven years, and you will pick up a box, and we're calling it the Taste in Ferguson Boxed. And when you open that box, you will have individually packaged samples from all the different restaurants. So we're super excited for this creative concept and some of the reasons that we thought it was super important to continue this event is not only for our scholarships, which we are very proud of. We have been working for many years to develop a scholarship program that we give out to North County youth. And my partners in this event, Bob and Peggy McGartland, they give their portion of scholarships to parochial education. And then my husband and I, we give our scholarships to high school seniors to help them fulfill their college dreams and now we have gotten to the point where we now follow a few of those college students all the way to graduation so we're very happy to do that and so this event keeps those scholarship possibilities alive and well and in this day and age we definitely need that Uh, and then also in the years past we have built our event into a food tasting competition and we had cash prizes and that kind of thing for our restaurants well we decided this year with everything that's going on it's not a time to worry about that kind of stuff. It's a time for us to support our restaurants and give them the love and support that they've given us over the years. And in the past, when they've done this event, they have donated their food. So we wanted to make sure this year that we showed our appreciation to them. So everything that we have in our taste event has been bought. And so when you buy a ticket for the Taste in Ferguson, you are financially supporting these restaurants that are participating with us, as well as supporting the scholarships. Yeah, and, and, so I'm going to take a oh, breath there. Yeah, no, I was going to. Well, I wanted to ask you um, a, a question about the event because I've been, like I said, honored to be a part of it for the last several years, and I have watched this thing grow into something that has become a benchmark event for people in North County. And you know, I'm in I'm in Florissant, and you know, the event is right you know right there in Ferguson, and it's always involved you know so many people and so many restaurants and live music. And there's still a little bit of that stuff kind of hanging on. There is going to be some entertainment. So kind of uh, tell people about that aspect of the event. Awesome, yeah. So we have our so our sampler box is a thirty-five dollar box, and you can buy your tickets online at www.thetasteinferguson.com. And all ticket sales will end on Thursday, September 10th at midnight because we have to get those orders into the restaurant so they can make this delicious food. Um, So we have our sampler box. It's $35. We have our sampler plus, which is uh, the sampler plus some really cool swag. Uh, Then we have our Feed a Hero box, which we're very excited about. So you can buy a $35 box but you can designate it to feed a hero, and you tell us, do you want it to be police, fire, or a hospital employee? And it. then we will donate those boxes to those locations, whatever you know, whatever one you have chosen. Um, and then we have our VIP experience, which I'm super excited about. So the VIP experience is a $125 ticket, and currently we have a challenge from our rep, one of our sponsors for the first 30 tickets sold in the VIP experience, they will donate an additional $50 per ticket to the scholarship fund. Wow. So what it is, 
Yeah. So what it is is you buy those tickets, you get there at 3 o'clock, you have two reserved parking spots for yourself, one for your car, one for you. You get out of your car, you pull out your chair, you have a seat. We will do curbside delivery of your box. You will have exclusive VIP swag that only comes with that ticket. And you will have uh, curb service throughout the concert of open bar, which is included in the ticket. So that's going to be beer, wine, soda, and water. And then we have live jazz music that will be playing the sounds of Rhoda G, who is a jazz saxophonist, and the sounds of Sextro. So you'll get to sit back, enjoy jazz music, enjoy the food, enjoy some good drink. If you, you know, partake of soda, partake of water, partake of something. Um, <laughs> and that all goes toward the benefit of the scholarships as well. Great stuff. Got a few minutes left here with Linda Lipka, one of the organizers of the Taste in Ferguson, which is happening next weekend. I can't wait for it. Chris, you've been uh, you've you've joined me at this event many times in years past. Do you have a question for Linda? Well, I was just want to just recount a personal story. Uh, my mother was a teacher in the Ferguson Florida School District. And I think the first year that uh, I came there with you, Tony, um, she went with me and she met one of her students there who was, was uh, the uh, police chief, I think, in Kinlock. So it was kind of wow. uh, kind of weird to see her reminisce and seeing a student she hadn't seen in like 30 years. And they got together. But this is just a great event that you're doing, not only for the scholarship, but as you said, to help out these restaurants during uh, this age of COVID. You know, until COVID, I never realized just how important and how big just really the hospitality restaurant industry was until the economy shut down and all of these jobs are lost. So it's a good thing that you're doing on two counts there. Thank you. And I want to tell you, you know, just to kind of give you guys some ideas, the restaurants that are participating, we have Paul's Market. They're doing a brisket. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. Red's Barbecue. We mm-hmm. have Man's Meat. <laughs> we have Adam's Smokehouse, which Adam's, of course, is doing a rib. Uh, we have Drake's Place, which we're super excited to have Bridget and Sonny again. They've won. I, they've been in this event every year since the time we started, so we really appreciate their support. They've won first place in multiple categories over the years. Uh, they just were highlighted on Restaurant Impossible, and Robert Irvine just mm. adores them as well. So we're thrilled to have them as part of this again. We have Just Chicken, Helfer's Bakery out of Florissant, yep. Papa Murphy's, Amore Pizza, Faux Long. They're going to be doing spring rolls and some other good stuff. Sam's Club, Cupcake Fetish, and Made by Leah, that's brand new bakery that just opened in Florissant. And then we're happy to announce that we will have Soul Coffee Roasters. They are the owners that will be opening up the reopening, the Corner Coffee House in the near future. And, you know, all of this is provided to us from our amazing sponsors who have been very supportive of us over the years. And so we just want to take a big thank you or take a big opportunity to say thank you to Emerson and Centene, because without those two, we wouldn't be able to pull off this event. So it's amazing. Go ahead. Go ahead, Linda. No, I was just going to say, and, you know, and it's interesting, our volunteers this year, they're so cute. They're like, well, what are we doing this year? What are we doing? And they're all excited, and they want to volunteer. And we're like, okay, we're going to do something different. So it's going to look like Santa's helpers in the building because we're going to have <laughs> everybody in their PPE and their face mask and their gloves and their hair pot, you know, everything like like Santa's little helpers running around, and we're just going to be filling those boxes of, you know, with all the different individually packed items and running them out to the cars and and, you know, one thing we want to let people know is we cannot touch you. We cannot make contact with you at all when we put the box in your car. So 
we're going to have to open your trunk or you're going to have to let us open your back mm-hmm. door and we can set it on the seat. But according to the health department, you know, we can give you the box and we can't wait right. to, and we hope everybody will buy tickets, but we have to set it in your car. So Linda, we're, once we, again, I, we're almost out of time and I want to make sure that everybody knows one more time how they can get information and buy those tickets by this Thursday. Sure. I'm going to be there at the event. So I hope everybody comes out, whether you're a VIP or you're in their car, I hope to see everyone out there, and, I, and so I can personally say hello and thank you. Uh, but, yeah, just a few seconds left. Tell people how they can get sure. those tickets. So you can buy them at Paul's Market. You can buy them at Robinwood Automotive. You can buy them uh, tomorrow at the Ferguson Farmer's Market from 8 a.m. to 12, and we'll be sampling Paul's Market food as well. Uh, or you can go online until Thursday midnight, September 10th. You go online, thetasteinferguson.com. Once again, the taste in ferguson.com great stuff linda thank, thank you. you yeah thank you for your time and i will see you at the event and hope to see everyone else out there as well that is going to do it for this edition of the weekend <laughs> report for producer carl middleman and my partner chris arps i'm tony colombo thank you for listening to the weekend report on 97.1 fm talk get more at 971talk.com t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.